I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 50, Healthy Body, Healthy Life. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to this podcast episode. I'm really excited to be here with you today and to have a special guest. We're actually doing a podcast swap. This is my first one. So Felicia, why don't you introduce yourself and then I'll introduce myself to your guests. Absolutely. My name is Felicia Romero and born and raised here in Arizona. I am a fitness and business mentor. I was a fitness coach for so long and now I've pivoted into the business space, helping wellness coaches become wildly wealthy, selling one thing to one person. So yeah. Oh, wildly wealthy. I want yes. some of that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm Jennifer Nielsen. I'm founder of The Dig. It's a certification program to help mm-hmm. women become more resilient. And I train mm-hmm. coaches to help other women. I do retreats all over the world. And currently I'm working on an event called Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And it's geared towards helping not just entrepreneurs, but that's one of the big focuses grow their life, grow their business, and live the life of their dreams. So mm, Sounds magical. And I'm so excited to go to the event. I know. I'm excited. And Felicia, little plug here for Felicia, is going to be one of our speakers at the event. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. And it's really been fun because this event has brought us back together. Yeah. A fun little side note, she was my first trainer. Isn't that crazy <laughs> like, to think like we were totally different people in that time? Like think about so let's 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 give the let's the let's give them the, probably just, twenty years twenty years ago, yeah. So I started when I you know was training people when I was ten, of course. So <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, it's so weird to think twenty years have gone by. I just turned forty this year, and I actually started training when I was twenty. So you know you were actually one of my first clients. And it's so crazy to think back just the women that we've really molded and evolved into over these years. And I'm so happy that you're back in my life in this way. And I know that we've kind of kept in contact over the years in terms of like kind of, you know, following each other on social media. And I know that your husband and your son, you know, he did my flooring in yes. my house. Like it's just crazy how it's been kind of this full right, circle. Full circle. Yeah. I do. I get a little emotional because when you when <laughs> when you first met me, I was still like at that rebellious resistance stage to working out. So mm. you it, I, I was a <laughs> yeah yeah a work in progress. <laughs> I was the girl that would go on, you know, hikes for girls camp in high school and I would hide in the bathroom and I wouldn't run the mile. Like I just tried to avoid, I just didn't love to exercise. And you made it fun and you made it doable for me. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, that was actually my question for you. Like, what do you remember during that time that was, I guess, pivotal for you in in terms of like, like wellness and how you viewed wellness? Well, I think I, and this is like a really good question because I think a lot of us look at wellness as work. Mm-hmm. Like we dread it. Mm-hmm. And for me, exercise was something that you had to do. And like, mm. like I said, hiding in the bathroom or girls are like, I don't mm-hmm. want to go on a hike. I want to just go sit around and chit chat with my friends. Right. And, and for me, that was the beginning 
of turning it into something I dreaded, into something that I was grateful for. I don't know if I'm that person yet that's like, I love working out. This is so fun. I want more of this. But I sure love the way I feel when I'm done. And I've been pretty sick for the last two months, and I haven't been able to work out. Mm -hmm. I've had surgery and some health challenges. And I just think during that time, it became really clear that I wanted it to be part of me, not just something that I have to do, something that I appreciate and that I enjoy, and that's more of a lifestyle yeah, versus- Yeah, it's ingrained in you. Yeah. And that's where we really get into the behavioral change. I know we're going to get into a lot of like health, healthy and wellness stuff today, but it's really that the behavior changes that happen, and it's, it's not necessarily the act of working out, whatever it may be, the, the lifting of the weights or going for a run, or it can really, it, it's really how we view wellness for ourselves and the behavior that comes with it, right? And I'm going to get into love that today. Yeah. Well, and, you know, two things that come to my mind when I think about that is, first of all, it's just, for me, that loving your body and mm-hmm. having that, like, looking at it as this, like, I want to take care of my body mm-hmm. rather than looking at it as, like, a punishment. Yeah. Which yeah. is really ironic because that is literally how I viewed exercise. Absolutely. Well, even just to be, if I'm being completely honest, the Felicia trainer 20 years ago is different than the Felicia now and the way that I view fitness and wellness because I had to go through my own journey too. Mm -hmm. And so my audience is well aware of like what I've been through when it comes to my health journey. But just to give your audience a little context, you know, I used to be that hardcore trainer and I'm so grateful that you viewed it as like, oh, I I doable for you because I always want to make sure that the clients view it as something that is achievable and something that they can do and they don't feel like it's this like chore or feel like a failure because they can't do certain, you know, movements. But like the Felicia and the things that I've had to go through over the years, I used to be a competitor. So Mm. I was a competitor, an IFBB figure pro. So to give the audience a little context, my audience is well aware, I... I was basically like, you know, I did a be- basically kind of like a beauty pageant with muscle. So when you think of like IFBB, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger training for the Olympia. Like that is what I did. I trained at the highest level for nine years and that takes a toll on your mind and body. So I used to be that hardcore trainer, never missed a workout, push no matter what, kind of very similar to like hustle culture in business. Mm-hmm. You know, you just keep showing up no matter how you're feeling and everything is subjective. And I, you know, I really viewed myself, I had some really horrible body dysmorphia and food issues. And I had to go through that in order to come out on the other side and realize that wellness is so much more than how we look physically, because you could be the most physically in shape person, or you could see someone who just looks fantastic, but could be really unhealthy on the inside, right? And the way that they view themselves. And so I had to go through that in order to appreciate wellness on a whole new level. And I realized that it's not how I look. It's not the the body fat percentage. It's like how, what is my quality of life and mm-hmm. how am I living and how do I view myself? I would rather, you know, partake in social activities and have fun with my family versus worrying about every single morsel I'm putting in my mouth, right? Think about like how much life you're living or missing out on when we when we view food yes. and life like that, right? So well, I had to go through that, Jen. Like, and I, had I to think see too, that. just like how much we miss out on life than when we don't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's exactly. like finding that sweet spot because mm-hmm. if we, it, we we tend to just swing on the pendulum as yeah, human beings. It's extreme we go in from any one way, extreme right? to the other. Yeah. And I feel like, 
you know, as we were planning this event, my partner and I, it's like, this was a very big piece. Like we talk about the pillars in, you know, the, like I believe in the six pillars and physical mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. And, but without the other pillars, physical is just physical. Like, mm. and when we were, you know, thinking about who could embody that message of the whole being mm-hmm. that like, it was like, ding, 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 Felicia. Like mm-hmm. it was very clear. And so it's been fun because I've seen that transformation that you're talking about in terms of like being on the cover of magazines and that kind of being your focus, mm-hmm. which is, it's it's an accomplishment, yeah. But the greater accomplishment, I think, is where we both are in our lives, mm-hmm. where we want the harmony in all the areas. Yeah. And I'm still working on the physical. Like, I'm definitely a recovering food addict. Mm-hmm. I am tall, and I had a crazy fast metabolism. So I didn't have to work out. I didn't have to eat healthy to look okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the stage now where I'm 50, and that ship is sailed. I can't eat whatever I want, and I can't not work out and look <laughs> yeah. the way I want. But my my motivation is purely I, to feel good and mm-hmm. to have that quality of life that you're talking about so that I can enjoy my grandson, that I can enjoy my children, that I can enjoy my business, that I can enjoy traveling. Mm-hmm. And without help, <clears throat> it, it, it taints all of that when you're not in a good space. But it's that Absolutely. balance because either way you're missing out mm-hmm. if you're overly focused or if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of what I wanted to kind of help our yeah. listeners today is figure out, let's help them find that sweet spot or yeah. make that tangible for them. Yeah. Because I do see it swinging either way. Yeah. And that reminds me of that quote, choose your heart, right? For sure. I mean, it comes down to that. Like, yes, it's hard to, you know, make wellness a priority in your life, but it also is hard to to live with aches and pains and disease and and not, you know, feeling like a prisoner in your body. It's right, yes. right? It's, it's just like, choose your heart. Because and that really comes down to, and I, I know we, we want to talk about the tangible things that that men and women can do, specifically women. I, would you say women mainly listen to your podcast? Yes, or that's the demographic for sure. For sure. But still, um, you know, we could all use this. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it really comes down to. I don't know if you've ever heard of this um, this model, but I forgot who coined it. I want to say it's maybe James Clear, or Atomic Habits, or something along those lines. But it's the be do have model, mm, right? Okay. So like, who do we need to be? in order to get the thing that we want, right? And so oftentimes we get stuck in these stories, this identity of, well, I just don't work out or I'm not a healthy person and I've always lived this way. And, and we get stuck in those stories. And you know, I'll use the example of, let's say you want to run a marathon, right? Let's say your goal, you have this crazy goal. And you're like, I really want to run a marathon you know, once in my life, but I'm not a runner. Mm, well, yeah. guess, guess what? We have to start thinking and showing up as that runner that you want to be right? Or that business owner that you want to be, or this, you know, we have to start showing up as her or him today. And that is that be, do, and have model. So, you know, when we are going in, and that really comes down to the behavior, the behavior and the thought process, and it really, and then that translates into habits that we pick up each and every day. So the marathon runner, are you going to run a marathon tomorrow? No, but can you maybe walk a half a mile today? Yeah. And that's going to compound over time, for sure. the more that you show up for yourself and the more that you continue to, to push forward, it's going to get easier to do well, that I think marathon. Doing those next steps and not getting overwhelmed by the bigger picture yeah. is really the formula that applies again to all the pillars, financial, oh, emotional, relational, physical, spiritual, psychological. Like, yeah. We, if we're not, again, finding the harmony in all those areas, if we run the marathon, but 
our relationships are suffering and we're not connected to like source to God, whatever that looks like for you, we're missing out on the whole pie. Like Mm. I tell my kids, we'll go on a trip. I Mm -hmm. love to travel. And we, I took my whole family to Europe. It was right before things went south in the world. Uh (laughs) And I would just tell my kids, if you, you can have the whole pie. I'm going to give you the whole pie. Now, if you want just a slice, you want to miss out on fun, but we're going to do it all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to provide the ultimate experience. Mm -hmm. But you have to choose, like you have to be a participant in this. Mm -hmm. And so I just think about in life, the whole pie for me is all of those pillars. Like Mm -hmm. I want to have harmony and balance in all of those areas. And I think it would be natural to say that for each one of you listening, there's going to be some that come more natural to you than others, or there's Mm -hmm. times when they ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And so back to like the tangible application, because if we look at that bigger picture, we're trying to get to a certain place or just, I mean, we tend to shut down when we make it too hard, too big, Mm. too unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And so we want to create a space where it is tangible and doable. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, you know, what can I do today? It's like when we think about the marathon, oh my gosh, this feels overwhelming. How am I going to run, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles, whatever that may be? It's It becomes very not tangible, right? It becomes mm-hmm. very overwhelming and stressful. It's And for a lot of people, they already want to know the whole staircase. They already want to get to that place versus it really is the joys in the journey. And that's where even for me, I have learned to let go of the expectation of how things I think things should look and really just enjoy and be committed to the process. Be committed to the process in my wellness journey, committed to the process in my business and my relationship. If I always think about, gosh, you know, what I'm not, what I don't have or or what I think it should look like, it makes the process not fun anymore, right? Well, and it takes us out of the being and yeah. into the doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, anytime we're in the past or in the future, we're not in the moment. Right. We're not in the being. And right. it just, especially to physical health, but it applies all of these areas. Mm-hmm. Without that level of balance, it just seems impossible. Yeah. Do you feel, and this is always, I always love to play like devil's advocate, and do you feel like balance is achievable. Because yeah. I feel like there's going to be times in our life, right, where – and you talk about ebbs and flows. And even if we were to think about seasons, like let's just think about seasons in business. Mm-hmm. There are seasons – like for you, you may be gone through some health issues these last couple of months. You know, maybe you had a little, you know, down season where you had to maybe take a recharge and reset. And there's times where you're just on this rocket and you're going. Do you think that balance, the balance that we're, we're talking about here – is achievable, or is it more about integration? Integration, right? I, you know, it's funny actually. The word balance is a word I actually try not to use, and yeah. I found that I've been using yeah, it today. Because every because when I'm hearing it, I'm like, it's like, oh man, it's balance hard is for not. Me. It's yeah. not. It's not being aware of where we need to work on things. But I, yeah. for me, I look at more at, at being in harmony. Yeah, like knowing Ooh, I like I'm that. doing the best I can do. I mean, mm. even in our, as we've been working on copying things for the event, like mm-hmm. we don't use the word balance for yeah. a reason because balance is not achievable, but it's just that yeah. go-to word that yeah. we see and that we do. And here I am talking about it. So yeah. I'm so glad that you played the devil's advocate. Because I, The only reason I did is because there's something inside of me, as you were saying, balance, where I'm like, I feel like a fraud yeah. if I'm saying like, I found all the balance because I haven't. It's it's more of like this like integration that I found in my life where it comes basically comes back, back down to the behavior and my why, right? Yeah. And this is where 
I've been able to really achieve this this fine line of like the masculine versus the feminine mm-hmm. where, you know, the masculine me is the Felicia who used to, you know, take her food everywhere and had to eat on time and every, and was very like, I got to do this in order to achieve this outcome. And I never listened to how I was feeling. I actually pushed her aside if I was hurt, if I was in pain, if I had anxiety, if I had depression. So you had a balanced diet, I, but you weren't balanced no, in your No, I continued to have to lifestyle. show up no matter yeah. what. It's like I would push all all of those feelings down until like the goal was achieved and then all the feelings would come out and it wow. came out in the physical. I would mm-hmm. put on 40 pounds in a couple months. I was a binge eater. I had extreme, it would come out physically. I had horrible acne. I, you know, it, it started, my body started to basically rebel against me. Mm-hmm. And that was because I didn't allow alignment or flow or even listening to myself. I didn't allow that. And so I've had to really learn and, and have this, again, this integration in my life of being able to, you know, be an awesome business owner, but know that, hey, I have boundaries mm-hmm. and I stop at 3 p.m., 4 p.m. because I pick up my stepson from school and I want to be present when he's home. We get on, you know, I don't want to like worry that I have to jump on a call because I, and I can't help him with his homework, right? So it's yeah. like this this fine line of integration. That. Yes, I love the word integration because really that's really where we the rubber meets the road is when we take what we're learning and then we're implementing it, integrating it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think when you talk about your body rebelling, I think about, you know, I've had teenagers. Yeah. I don't know how old your stepson is, but when when they get to the rebellious teenage years, it's because we're not listening to them. Yeah. Like if we can listen to them, if we can connect to them to them, they're more likely to behave in a way that's not mm-hmm. rebellious. Yeah. So when our body is rebelling on us, I just think about that like because that's what I've been feeling yes. in this last few months is like mm-hmm. it's our body's way of saying, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Listen up, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And you look back to those times when on paper it seemed that you had that figured out. Oh, yeah. But your body rebelled because you weren't really listening to your body. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's so beautiful about being in a place where we are now where we can listen to what we need because mm-hmm. there isn't a formula that's mm-hmm. going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that integration piece, I would say, is the key to really finding the harmony. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> it's actually doing the things, mm-hmm. but not to the degree that it becomes manic and obsessive and it mm-hmm. becomes a punishment. Like I teach my my trainees that do that go through my program. It's like, mm-hmm. we'll get on a call. They're like, oh, I didn't practice today. Or I didn't do this. I'm like, don't use the dig as a punishment. Yeah. Don't use exercise as a punishment. Yeah. Or don't look at it as your enemy. It's your mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. And today I didn't connect with my friend. Bummer. My day could have went better. Yeah. But maybe tomorrow we'll connect. Yeah. And so it's just integrating and then also being okay with being human and having those days where we might not be right on. Like you mm. said, the balancing, I love that you brought that up because that really is one of those things as a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. Balance was something that I felt like... Well, how do I how do I be a leader? How do I do what I'm doing? Yeah. And my husband and I literally just wanted to like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, just not like having those those moments where I'm not my best self. He's yeah. not his best self, hundred percent. But yet I can still show up because that is part of the human experience is yeah. having those times when we are out of balance. That is the norm. <sighs> so good. I love that you just said perfectionist. And what's coming to mind right now, um, in my head are. Because I I am like an Enneagram three high achiever. Oh, so am I. Yeah. I okay. Am too. 
So perfectionists, <laughs> we we get each other. We get yes, each other. I, totally I get it. literally, I held my achievements as that's how I, I rated identity. myself. It was my identity. Mm-hmm. I had to keep achieving. And so as a perfectionist, as a recovered perfectionist and someone who was a high achiever or needed to achieve in order to feel worthy, I um, the balance piece was really difficult because mm-hmm. like you just said, how can you have this balance when you, you, you're like, well, I need to achieve and I have to do it at all costs. And when we think of like high achievers, like, you know, people who, you know, like athletes or those that are constantly doing things. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, hearing these high achievers, it's like when they got the thing, nothing really changed in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you still are stuck yeah. with those feelings. Wherever you go, there you are, regardless yeah. of what successes yeah. you have. Right. So that's where, for me, I finally wisened up, I would say more so in my 30s than my 20s, where it's like, gosh, there's more to it than this, right? There's more to it. And it really comes down to you, right? To, to who you are and and the harmony that you want to bring in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's such an important piece for sure. Well, and I love that you talked about this in the beginning in terms of like, you're effective as a leader in your industry because of what you yourself experienced. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking at all of this growth as part of, like, that is the way it's meant to be. Yeah. And understanding what works and what doesn't work. And for me, the other side is being in that place where I'm okay with when I'm not okay and with when I'm off track a little bit. Because before that perfectionist place, there was never safety. Mm. I did feel that, you know, being trapped in my mind, in my life, because... Mm -hmm. So much of that attention and my, again, my identity Mm. was on what other people thought, my Mm -hmm. successes, my accomplishments. And so removing that allows you to show up as a more authentic leader because now what I value more than looking good Mm -hmm. is being real. Yeah, 100%. Have you done, it sounds to me that you have um, shadow work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. So it's like, you know, understanding that shadow part of you. Like for me, it was, you know, for years comparison, you know, and I had to continue to do more. And, and I now that I don't judge those feelings that I have towards myself or others, it's it's an awareness, right? Yes. It's this awareness that like, okay, that's interesting. Why do I feel that? You know, and, mm-hmm. and knowing how to Like being curious, that. not judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I think the judgment really, it, it's it's the the shame, the judgment that suppresses us. And when we mm-hmm. allow ourselves to just like embrace all parts of ourselves, mm, yes. it just it allows us to then be more healthy, which is a more natural progression. It's more of an organic way than like I have to be healthy. Also, if I'm not, yeah, you know, it's like there's judgment, judgment, judgment. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just that space again that's that holistic yeah. approach. Well then we fall back into the old patterns like you just said the old identities yes. that we're we're wanting to shift out of and again mm-hmm. back to the be do have it's like it's like you know when we this is the all in or all out mentality that I'm speaking to but you know and we'll have it related to wellness you know you're like oh well, I'm going to start this diet and if you're not perfect on the diet that one slip up and I see this so often when I was in the health field like I had a cookie today so then I just decided to just give it up the you rest go of the day and just in. <laughs> ate whatever I'm like well, well actually you probably would have been okay with just the cookie yeah but then you decided to just go overboard the rest of the day because it was over. Actually, no, it's just a cookie. Like, that's yes. all it is. Don't assign any sort of moral attachment to this cookie. It's not on this, like, pedestal. It's just a cookie, yes. right? Guilt and shame 
will do far more harm than the actual cookie than that actual cookie ever will. That is so interesting because you know I do energy work and I do a lot of um, you know coaching type work and really what you just discussed is is such a huge piece if we understand whether it's an addiction whether it's a mistake that we made or something Mm. that we're struggling with the more meaning that we assign to that in a negative way is more harmful the shame the guilt than the actual event. That's occurring. Yeah. It's not really what happens to yeah. us yeah. that causes most of the chaos yeah. and suffering. It's mm-hmm. what we believe about it. It's that what is, we say about it. That shift right there, for those that are listening, has been the game changer shift that I have experienced in my life from being the habitual dieter. That one little shift of not assigning this thing, mm-hmm. this, 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 I'm not defining it as anything, sort of like, and I used to see a counselor for my binge eating. You know, I, I had a lot of like eating issues and things like that. And the reason I was binge eating is because I was restricting for so long. Mm, so back to yes. your, back to kids, right? And, and giving them like, you got to do this. You got to, they're going to rebel against that. You tell them, no, they want to do the opposite, right? Yes. You tell someone, no, you can't have these certain things or you assign this, this like, you know, dog. Like, yeah, like, oh, well, this food is bad, so I can't have it. You're going to want it, right? Which is why I developed binge eating tendencies because I was in a restrictive state for so long. And, you know, working with my counselor, I remember her saying, like, don't look at the binge eating episode as anything negative. Don't assign it. Don't judge yourself. Just say, hey, okay, I needed more nutrients. I needed, I was more hungry. So, you know, I had more food. After a while, the binge eating stopped. Wow. And, I stopped looking at food as this black or white, good or bad, and it was just food. And what I noticed, and for those that are listening, you know, I really am more into that intuitive eating sort of mentality. Um, and I tend to what what you'll notice is you'll gravitate towards foods that will make you feel good, mm-hmm. right? And so knowing that, like, hey, I could have come to this podcast and maybe wanted, you know, we had donuts at the house because Rylan, you know, he loves donuts and he he had a couple uh, over the weekend and we had some left over. And I was like, I could have had a donut this morning I, I, if I chose, because I'm an adult, I can make those choices. But I know if I have that donut, well, will I be as profound or as, a, as, as you as know, clear. energized mm-hmm. or as focused for this podcast? Probably not. Right. And so, like, when we come from it from that place, and again, not assigning any sort of moral code to that donut, like, I know that I want to be focused and I want to show up for this podcast with energy. So, you're looking at it as is, it's like you're tricking your mind into, like, this is, I want this because there's a benefit. Yeah. Rather than I have to do this because if I don't, I won't. Yeah. X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Or if I eat this, then I'm going to put on, you know, five pounds. It has nothing to do with weight anymore for yeah. me, right? And so those little shifts, and and again, it's something that you're going to have to go through if you are experiencing that at this moment with food or with exercise. It's those little shifts that lead to this lifelong change mm, with yes. your body. And what I noticed too is, you know, just to give you a little background, after my last competition in 2012, I went on this binge eating, you know, for a couple months where I had put on 40 pounds in eight, 10 weeks, like very like trouble, like that was horrible. And not just the weight, but like the way that I felt about myself. And, you know, I remember I would do anything that I could. I got to lose this weight. I got to just jump on the thing that got me there in the first place. I got to get on another diet. The thing is, another diet isn't going to help you or it didn't help me. It was the behavior, Mm. changing the behavior. And what happened was after I stopped dieting, I stopped looking at food as black and white. I went to a counselor. I started working on all these things. What I realized was, uh, you know, after I went through that, the weight just came off. 
but I didn't focus on it. It was a byproduct of the behavior that I was living and the way that I was in the lifestyle, right? And so, yeah, it's those little shifts make such profound little changes. Shifts, yes. And it really does, I mean, the same formula can be applied to anything in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. just making those subtle shifts. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, really, when we just think about our mental health, our physical health, it all starts from the inside out. Yeah. And when we're looking at that as our as our motivation to just to feel good, to have clear thinking, it becomes more of like a gift that we give ourselves. 100%. And I, I just, I'm so grateful for it, and especially not being able to, I mean, for two months, I haven't been able to work out. And it's been really, I've had to really go deep with my tools and mm-hmm. really working through certain things. And I'm finally at the point where I, I'm able to get back into it again. Mm-hmm. But all these things that we're doing, if you can just, big takeaway is look at these as a gift. Look at working out, look at eating mm-hmm. healthy, look at doing your work, looking at all the things as you're, it's, you're gifting yourself with freedom, mm-hmm. freedom from pain, freedom from anxiety. Now, what doesn't mean you're free from it always, but right. it allows you a level of freedom that you wouldn't have without doing those things. Mm-hmm. And I love the word thrive. Mm-hmm. And oh, I feel sure. like when I am in that place where I am moving my body and I'm treating my body as if and I'm looking at at as as a way of like self-respect and mm-hmm. self-love, I thrive. Mm-hmm. And I'm living in this optimal state, right? Because so many of us feel like prisoners in our body. And honestly, a lot of people forget how good their bodies are designed. Or they don't to feel. even really know a version of themselves yeah. without certain emotional weights or physical, mm-hmm. you know, elements. Mm-hmm. And I think too, even for those of us who have been in that drowning place, maybe even treading water is kind of the place where most people kind of stay because mm-hmm. it's like, wow, it's better than that. Yeah. At least I'm not drowning. But yeah. then the, the thriving for me is beyond just not being sick. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> not having conflict in my life. I want to yeah. thrive. I want to have rich relationships. I want to have a rich relationship with myself, yeah. with others, with God, with the people in my life. And mm-hmm. so- I think thriving is where I get excited to do yes. the things. Yes. So if, is, I mean, to kind of bring this to a close a little bit, what would be kind of a takeaway that you'd want to share with your audience, with my audience? Mm, takeaway and in, in, in like in terms of wellness and health? Just whatever, just, however you want to end this. Because we've, we've, there's been so many good nuggets. Today. Yes, so many good nuggets. And this is, I, I'm going to share something that I have personally shifted in my life in the last year, and this is coming from, you know, and I'll share a little story. You know, my partner and I, we were high school sweethearts, and we were supposed to get married in 2020. Uh, We actually reconnected in 2017 after 17 years of not being together, and um, we were supposed to get married in 2020. Pandemic happened, all the things. And, you know, we rescheduled the wedding uh, for 2021, and that's when kind of things started happening in our relationship. We didn't realize that uh, Keith is his name. He and my audience is well aware of the story. I've talked about it many times, but a lot of stuff started coming up for him that he never healed. And mm-hmm. so he was terrified of of getting married. And I, knowing that the work that I've done, I realized that, but it also was a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And the trigger was abandonment, right? Like, oh, like he doesn't want to marry me. He wants to abandon me. Like what's going on? And so we had to work on ourselves this last year from going to therapy together and separate and What I realized this last year, and this is in relationships, in your wellness, in in your business, whatever it may be, letting go of the way you think life should look, letting go of the outcome, surrendering, and surrendering has been a big, 
big thing for me this last year. Well, perfectionists don't like to surrender because no. we think we, we need to do it all our own. We need to do own. it all on our own. We need to be like I, that's I every mean, time I try to control a situation, I try to control his behavior. I try to control on how he was treating me or showing up, or I was trying to control the outcome. I only felt more defeated. Mm-hmm. And it left me angry and frustrated and resentful, those low vibe feelings. And I realized, and when I finally like let it go, I did some breathwork sessions uh, earlier this year and last year. And gosh, surrender has been such a pivotal thing for me in my life. And so if you could just let go of the outcome of how you think your life should look and just surrender to the process and surrender to the journey, mm-hmm. life is so much sweeter there so much sweeter and everything will work out exactly how it should work out. And um, that has been a lesson for me this well, last year. And the worry and the control just adds suffering. It yeah. doesn't It doesn't typically change the situation, nor does no. trying to control your spouse. Or, no, you no. Know, and I realize that. I'm like, okay, I can't force him to do, if anything, the more I force, the, the more, more he push pushes back. away. Yeah. And that has been that and that could go with anything. It's your business. The more you try to force it versus just flow and align with it, for it sure. just feels so much better there. And so that has been a big lesson for me. And I think that can translate into all the pillars in our life. Sure. I know you talk a lot about mm-hmm. pillars. That that will just that feeling, that surrender, it just it takes a load off your shoulders and it truly is just this like release in weight. And yeah, that was something that I would definitely leave with the listeners. And I think, like you said, when you think of all areas of the of your life, it's, you know, we're here, you know, starting talking about our, our health, you know, having a healthy body. Well, mm-hmm. it, it it's, we're a whole being. Yeah. We can't just focus on one and not focus on the yeah. other. And, and, and what I, about you? What would you leave the listeners with? Well, I definitely think that so much of what you've said, I can just, it just align with in terms of my own journey and getting to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing too is having that surrendering and then also having gratitude. Mm. For me, it's like the daily practice of being grateful for what is. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about trying to shift things or it should be like this, when I get into that space, that's that is literally when the anxiety spikes. That is when my success in my business, like mm-hmm. in my relationships, it's just being in gratitude it's something that we talk about a lot, but it's it's really being in gratitude for all of the things, mm-hmm. the challenges, the things that we wish maybe were different, yeah. but understanding that all of it is helping us grow into the person that we were meant to be. Yeah. And surrendering and gratitude, really. I mean, those are two mm. things that have shifted my life in such a beautiful way that I didn't know what I didn't know before. I didn't yeah. know there was a better way. Yeah. I didn't know. Gratitude is powerful. It's a discipline for sure. It is because it's easy to like, like kind of push it aside and just go and almost on with, to minimize it because it's yeah. like, oh, be grateful. It's it's more. Yes. It's, it's 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 the being in gratitude. Mm, it's yeah. not just being grateful. It's like being in gratitude, and for it really is. It is a game changer. And, you know, right now we're in the middle of this this big event that I've been putting on. And it, mm-hmm. in theory, it just sounded like a lot of fun. And now yeah. I've had to really be in gratitude every yes. day because it's kind of taken over my life. Yeah. And But just us being brought back together is a byproduct of doing that event. Yes. And just to give a quick little plug for the event, it's called Unstoppable it's September 16th and 17th in Scottsdale. Mm. And it's really meant to help you grow yourself first 
and then grow your business, grow your relationships. Whatever you want to up-level mm-hmm. in your life, we're going to we're going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. And we've brought in next-level women mm-hmm. to teach you and to show you the way because they've been down the path, too. We're all on yeah. this path. We've got Glennon Doyle coming. You have incredible speakers. Incredible speakers. Incredible. Like you like you need to be at this event. <laughs> like it's going to be almost more than just even like a business conference. It's like a retreat. Like this is like a, the place, the thing for women to go to to really connect and immerse yourself in in this with these level of women that have been there and done that, but can share so much of their personal stories to even just give you that ounce of like, gosh, I know I can do this, right? I, I can do this too. And just the energy, because I'm really big on the whole energy piece. Like yeah. it's, it, we're going to just, it's be very high vibing, highly magnetic mm. event with women that are like you that are wanting more, that are wanting mm-hmm to live their sole purpose and want to give back to the world. And that might just be in, in your home with your family. That might be in the business world. But whatever it looks like for you, I invite mm-hmm. you to explore the option of going and investing in yourself. Yeah, We're in, we're in uncertain times. That yeah. is the reality. Mm-hmm. But the more you can make yourself create that certainty within yourself, mm-hmm. that is where the peace is going to come. Because no matter what chaos is going on around you, if you can have that peace within yourself and create a way to have that stamina to have success in your mm. life regardless of that this this is needed now more than ever so look at www.unstoppablebizconference.com you can buy tickets on there and we would love to see you in Scottsdale and we're yeah. going to have more fun hanging yeah. out and spending time together yes. and and can I share something too? Of course. Every event that I had ever been that I've ever been to, and I've been to many. One of my intentions back before the pandemic, I remember it was 2019. I wanted to go to all the conferences, all the events. I have made such key, I have key relationships, women that I collaborate with still that I've met at these events, that has been life-changing. And so that's what happens at these events. And I think too, like again, whether it's from a space of a business or just life. It's like we we don't have to do this alone. Yeah. And the support that we can provide each other. And that's what I love. The first conversation I had with Felicia about this event, it was just all about this is a collaboration. Let's yeah. work together. Alone we can do good things. Together we can do great things. Yes. And that's really, really what this is embodies is mm. the energy of collaboration and growth and transformation. And I I it came out of my own space of finding some frustration and growing a business and mm-hmm. having my these certified dig coaches that want to share their gift with the world, but yet mm-hmm. there's it's just it's it's a whole nother ball of wax trying yeah. to figure out how to do that. And so yeah. we're providing all of those pieces to help you grow and expand in all areas of your life. So I hope to mm-hmm. see you there. And thank you for being so here good. today, Felicia. Absolutely. Thank you for having <laughs> me. This is an awesome conversation. Yes, what a what a we could sit here all day. We'll yeah. just turn off, we'll just turn off the podcast. We'll keep <laughs> yeah. going. But thank you for tuning in. Until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.